there if you are tuning into this podcast it means one of two things either you have no clue about managing your finances or you want to take them to the next level either way we've got you covered financially ever after is for the modern day indian professional who is ready to take control of their financial journey so let's start building your financial future one episode at a time welcome to financially ever after Welcome to the fourth episode. Uh, my name is Medha and I'm the co-founder of WealthUp. Uh, I'll be the moderator for the discussion tonight. Uh, your host for the evening is Ankit Agrawal. He is the co-founder of WealthUp uh, along with me and is responsible for helping hundreds of our clients with making smart financial decisions and accelerating progress towards their financial goals. Which brings me to today's topic, generating, uh, generating passive income, uh, which is a financial goal for a lot of our clients uh, and of course for you who are listening in today. My first guest is Hema Anirudh. Uh, she's a nutrition coach from Bangalore. and uh, she quit her corporate job to pursue her passion for health and wellness um she told me that her mantra is discipline over motivation and uh, she applies that not only to her fitness goals but also to her financial goals so um hema thanks so much for being here hema is almost becoming a regular on our uh, on our series hi hema hi medha uh, thank you so much for having me here again i think um it's just it was nice that i was part of your first episode and i'm back here again in four weeks so i'm, I'm so happy that uh, you know you're just giving me this opportunity again and again no uh, glad to be here yeah we love having you so thanks for being here hema um our second guest for tonight is ishan uh, so disclaimer ishan is one of our clients uh, we he started working with us 2 years back uh, and we actually got connected over a post on facebook and you know we've kind of known each other and gr- grown our relationship uh, over this last 2 years so um ishan is actually uh, in a very interesting profession he's a first mate uh, and he works on a 34 meter sailboat um which means he gets to do a lot a lo- do a lot of the fun diving and kite surfing stuff uh, at his job uh, but i'm sure that it also includes a lot of uh, boring things as well so hi ishan where are you joining us from hi medha and hi everyone uh lovely to be here thanks for having me i am right now joining you guys from spain but i've just finished a really hectic day of work and um, so this is lovely and thank you for having me thanks ishan um you're already sailing to all the exotic locations that a, lo- a lot of people are dreaming to sail to <laughs> so uh that's great um all right so let's get the conversation started um ankit uh why don't we start with you and um, you know if you can just walk us through what is passive income and you know perhaps what is or how is it different from active income um sure medha um so there are two categories of income you know active income and passive and as the name suggests active income comes from active effort that uh, you know that's uh, putting your time and effort almost every day okay so passive income comes passively that means ki with uh, very little effort uh, almost no effort every day but little effort from time to time just to manage your investments and you know the assets that are generating passive income for you okay and uh, now passive income opens up a number of choices for you it doesn't necessarily means uh, that you have to stop working uh, because the definition of retiring is changing right uh, it's uh, no more like okay i'll be sitting uh, you know uh, with my friends or family on my porch and reading newspapers sipping tea you know it's more about you know the ability to do whatever you want to do without having to worry about your regular financial needs right and i think a large part of that is the concept of fire that is becoming very very popular among you know um, specifically millennials but also seeing a lot of gen z people getting into it 
so uh, everyone wants to fire so uh, ishan i wanted to uh, start with you you know uh, to ask you sort of what motivated you to start building your passive income thanks meeta so um to answer that i'd never thought about it before as i was starting out in my profession um as ankit pointed out i was at first working on my active income which is uh, what uh, which is the money i make from the job i do but then something funny happened as i got a bit older i think i started to value time more yeah. and it also sort of feels like time starts passing a bit faster as you get older so yeah. then the next thought that comes out of that is that okay how do i uh maximize my time so that i can um spend it doing things i love and spend it with uh people that i love and just live a better quality of life uh and do things for myself so i feel that way passive income can sort of um give you that financial emancipation so you can live a better quality of life and i think that's what uh, motivated me the most to right. explore this and see how to get into it right so um uh, uh, ishan i think you know as you get older you definitely do value your time more and your time actually has more value because as you get more skilled as well you can charge more for that time right so then you want to do whatever you can to uh, conserve the time and use it in the best way so uh, definitely resonate with that um so uh, ankit uh, because you actually were able to become financially free at 29 uh, what kind of motivated you to you know have that as a financial goal um see i come from a humble bank. account and uh, money has been very important for me but i didn't want to work for money forever i wanted to be in a position uh, where i'm comfortable uh, financially to uh, to do what i want to do and uh, being a baniya you know agrawal i always wanted to start a business of my own that's the stereotype uh, becoming... right i mean that's the stereotype <laughs> that's the stereotype absolutely <laughs> absolutely and you know that is what my uh, vision was as well like when i was um, uh, graduating from a college uh, i was like okay i would like to work for roughly 5 years and uh, to be in a position so that i have uh, ideally financially as well and uh, uh, from the you know ideas okay what is it that i want to do it took me you know 6 years a little more than 6 years but eventually i got there uh, financially and then yeah on the ideas as well and uh, yeah so becoming you know financially free at an early stage uh, was important uh, because that again gave me the uh, liberty or the room to take that risk of leaving my corporate job to start my own venture so that is what my you know uh, motivation was ki i do want to become free and not just sort of uh, you know uh, that i have to work uh, do a corporate job because i have to keep you know to pay my rent um just want to give a shout out to some of our previous guests so divya is here reshma is here just want to say hi and i am also sharing a heart with you <laughs> so um coming back to this so i think uh, all of us are talking about you know doing what we love right so uh, hema you actually left your corporate job and then started following your passion for fitness so um you know um, did you have a number in mind like okay you know if i if i reach this goal then i'm going to be financially free or i'm going to start working you know or i'm going to leave my job i uh, yes so my biggest um decision the, the reason why i made this decision was i wanted to have enough uh, to uh, you know help me with my expenses for a year or two so technically not financially free because i know the formula is 25x your annual uh, expenses and i'm nowhere close to there uh, but for me it was about taking that plunge and for that i had enough to take care of my expenses for the next couple of years or uh, not 
25 years. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's where I decided that, yes, um, I can, you know, take this risk of leaving a stable income job and doing something that I love so much and I'm so passionate about. Right. So, uh, it's interesting, Hema, that you bring up this equation, right? So, Ankit, yeah. like, we've kind of come across this I went you know doing research for this episode a lot of people said you know uh, 25 times your annual expense or 300 times your monthly expense so uh, what do you think about that Ankit because you keep saying that personal finances cannot be a rule of thumb right that it's specific or it's different for everyone yeah so 25 times uh, the annual expense uh, you know I've also come across a number of uh, platforms but um, I want to actually clarify two things here which people often get wrong Okay, first of all, the expense that uh, is mentioned, you know, in this formula, it is not your current expense. It is an expense that you would uh, be incurring whenever you're planning to retire, be it tomorrow, be it uh, 10 years from now or whenever it is. So it should be 10, uh, 25 or, you know, whatever, an X multiple of your expense at that point of time. So you need to adjust your current expenses along, uh, you know, uh, uh, over time. Now, the second is on the multiple, which is uh, 25 times the annual number or, you know, which uh, translates into 300 times your monthly expense. Uh, this number, 300 or 25, this depends on how much money you can draw withdraw from each year from your uh, income, uh, from, so, sorry, from your investments. And this depends on what kind of investor you are. Uh, I mean, uh, let me explain with a few numbers. I can't show any slides, but let me uh, try to explain with a few numbers. Generally speaking, you can withdraw an equivalent of whatever your in, uh, annual return you are making minus the inflation rate. So inflation rate is roughly 6% in India. And uh, let's consider you are a conservative investor. So you should be making something like 8 to 9%. Consider 9%. So 9% minus 6%, that is 3%, right? So 3% is what you can uh, withdraw from your investments. And the formula will be 1200 divided by this number 3. Okay. Okay, 1200 divided by this number 3, the number that you can withdraw every year. So 1200 by 3 is 400. So for a conservative investor, you know, the number is actually 400 times the monthly expense, not 300 times. Right. Okay. Similarly, uh, you know, if we go for, say, moderate or uh, aggressive investor, they will be making uh, more uh, returns uh, than a conservative investor. Right. So, roughly speaking, you know, for a moderate investor, this number comes to something like 300 times. And an aggressive investor, it will be close to, you know, 200 times your monthly expenses. Right. Okay. And uh, so far, you know, I have been talking about returns. This is the average return on your total portfolio. Okay. You, sh you shouldn't be thinking that, okay, I have um, invested, say, a part of my investments or part of my portfolio in in equities or mutual funds wherein I'm getting 12% uh, 14% return so I'm good the return that we are talking about is about your overall number overall uh, portfolio okay okay so what I'm basically what I'm trying to say here is key when you're trying to figure out how much passive income you need or how much passive income you can uh, generate think about from the perspective of the expenses at that uh, at the time of retirement and when you're building your corpus based on the kind of withdrawal you can make right so essentially like uh, Obviously, if you're thinking of a more luxurious retirement, like you want to retire in the Swiss Alps and like, or, you know, something like that, of course, you need more money, right? And then you'll need to, depending on what kind of investor you are, you'll need that much, um, uh, or that is what is powering the passive income. So uh, I know Hema was asking this question about uh, retiring, like where should you retire, right? So, um, uh, Hema, do you want to ask that? Yes. Um, so, Ankit, I think a lot of, these conversations I see on Fire India, uh, Reddit, or even Fire, 
mostly final year edit they talk more about you know i have this corpus i plan to come back to india or or i plan to you know move to a tier 2 city to retire because obviously then the annual expenses become lower and so they can still um, afford to or choose to retire um, at an earlier time than they would have planned so what is your thoughts on that and uh, do you think it makes more sense to you know leave your buzzing city life and then just move to a tier 2 city so that you can retire earlier see again this is um, again very personal uh, yeah. okay so what how are you envisioning your retired life what is it that you would like to do then if it is like okay i would just uh, you know like to garden i want to just go for nice walks in the nature or do farming or something like that uh, you can definitely uh, choose to go for you know uh, tier 2 cities um, like and what you were saying about you know about uh, sort of earning uh, abroad coming back to india uh, actually i was also able to you know achieve financial independence because uh, you know i was working abroad the pay was uh, pretty good and uh, when i came to india the expenses are much lesser here so uh, in some way you know working abroad compared to india can be that tier 1 tier 2 comparison um, from the expenses perspective if you compare it to tier 1 cities of india compared to tier 2 cities in terms of again the expenses now uh, it's your decision but definitely if you are moving if you're uh, thinking of moving to a tier 2 city the expenses will be much lower and as i mentioned the expenses that you are going to take to calculate your uh, retirement corpus that is based on you know this passive income corpus that is uh, dependent on what your expenses will be when you retire and if you have if you envision a life wherein you would be better uh, you know uh, living in a tier 2 city then of course the number will be much lower you'll be able to achieve that uh, uh, you know financial independence much sooner but again as i mentioned earlier financial freedom uh, you know financial independence is not always about uh, not doing something because many a times what people are doing is people want to do is ki i want to become financially independent so that i can do what i want to do be it a starter be it you know uh, just pursue the, the, your their passion like for example you uh, you are uh, chasing you know just a uh, fitness yeah. that is what your passion is right and if you want to do this it will i think it will be very difficult for you uh, probably uh, you know to find the kind of work that you are doing if you are in tier 2 city yeah. right so from that perspective you know it uh, it uh, differs from person to person yeah so um Sorry, Meeta. Just taking one more question here from Akshay. Yeah, yeah, so, did please. you ever, do you ever think, uh, see yourself going to tier two city, or did you ever think about that when you moved from the US to here, Akshay? Um, okay. Okay. So, um, personally, I sort of like city life, uh, but I also like space. so my vision is uh, like when i am not very actively involved in actually running a business or something when i'm taking sort of taking more of a back seat i would prefer you know getting a place something like uh, say um, 10 15 20 kilometers away from a city that i like maybe you know if i'm say if you're talking about uh, bangalore maybe in any direction whichever i find to be more suitable is like something like 10 15 20 kilometers outside the outer ring road uh, radius that is there and you know just getting a space there so that i can enjoy the city life whenever i uh, want to just you know uh, drive down and enjoy it but again like the space the house or whatever you know the kind of uh, air quality or anything uh, things like those that i want i'll i'm still able yeah. to get it uh, when i whenever i'm living yes that's 
the dream. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And again, it's about balance, right? I mean, I keep repeating this word very often: balance. So. So I think um, interesting point, Ankit, uh, about earning well, and uh, this is something that you had posted about recently, right? Like how you achieved financial um, independence. So you spoke about uh, like earning well as being the first step. So you know, if you want to talk a little bit more about you know um, you know sort of how you were able to do that. I mean, of course, you're you were in investment banking, which pays really well. Um, but you know, if people are you know listening in on this call and like, are we saying that earning well is the first step? I guess is the question. Yes, absolutely, uh, Meena. As uh, you know, the post I did, I think just a couple of days back, um, the f- about financial independence. First step is earning well, and uh, you need to be good at your job to you know make good active income. And so you mentioned about uh, you know being uh, an uh, investment banker and making good money. Uh, fun fact is that when I uh, completed my studies, I got uh, three jobs. and uh, this finance job was paying me the least among the three i had but i mm-hmm. really wanted to work in finance so i uh, took up this job i ha- i'm an engineer uh, you know from with my uh, like educational background and i have no uh, formal education in finance um, so when i started working uh, my colleagues were from you know from the top colleges from uh, you know the commerce colleges mba colleges and uh, so i made it a point that i want to work hard and i want to learn what i am doing so that i can consistently be a top top performer and that is why one of, you know i was one of the two people uh, to be transferred to new york which really happens i mean even when i was working here i was getting good increments when i uh, moved to new york um, i mean that was a very rare opportunity and over there i was trying really hard so that i can be uh, among the top performers and uh, when i'm you know when you are working in investment banking and you are among the top of top performers the bonuses are very good and in investment banking people work for bonuses and i was able to get really good bonuses uh, there and that was a major factor in uh, me being able to you know uh, achieve financial independence right. and uh, uh, if anyone is actually saying that you can achieve financial independence without making good money uh, it's probably possible uh, but it will take much longer right and you know, but but, uh, but uh, the good thing is that uh today uh, earning well is not the problem as uh, people are uh, earning pretty well nowadays uh the problem comes in the next two steps saving well and investing well so uh, actually hema i would like uh, you know uh, you to share your experience with saving because uh, again it helped you uh, leave your uh, corporate job and uh, follow your uh, passion for fitness so i'd like to hear your story yeah so uh, thanks ankit so I started. I think for uh, episode one, I talked about how I started investing. Uh, at the age of twenty one, I mean, I started almost at eighteen when, but that is not an investment because I had my first PPF at the age of eighteen when I got some amount of scholarship and I studied tuition. So, uh, back in college, and um, then actual mutual funds when I. Started a small amount of SIP at the age of twenty one, and then I just saved, 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 and saved. I think. Uh, I used to feel, uh, to be very honest, I used to see weekends people coming out with these big shopping bags. I used to stay very close to Phoenix Market City in Bangalore, and I used to see them with these big shopping bags, and I used to feel like, hey, uh, why don't I have that life? And I used to feel horrible, right? Because there's so much of um, uh, this, this peer pressure to look a certain way, feel a certain way, and and people taking you on a trip in the twenties, and um, but I somehow. kept going on because i wanted to build that life for myself and that enabled me to get married with my own money i didn't ask anything from my parents and uh, and having done that in a 
within like, like a year and a half and two of getting married and spending a lot of money there i mean i wish covid came sooner unfortunately i got married a little later yeah that's not um yeah we don't want covid um covid came so anyway so if i'd got a little married a little later i would have saved lakhs of money uh, yeah indian weddings so, are big yeah you had your covid wedding right with her uh no just before covid so we also had a big yeah, so, big wedding yeah so um and i i could do this because when i look back i'm like i don't care either i didn't buy high brand shoes and you know, clothes but i saved and that enabled me to take this decision where uh, quitting a corporate job a very well paying corporate job is not uh, easy an easy decision right it was about my future and um making this people thought i'm taking a break from work but i knew i'm never going to go back so that is because i did this you know i i put on every month i did sips no matter what it was always a uh, savings first expenses next that's a strategy i loved following and i still follow and um, i always create this um, list of things i want to buy uh, but then only when they turn to a need do i buy them and when it becomes a want like, like yes obviously i'm a human so i would want to buy something i still wait for a month before i order something uh, so that it's not impulsive shopping or impulsive buying and that has kept me going till now so hopefully i'm doing something right yeah no absolutely hema that's super uh, inspiring and also the fact that you started in college right that's the time when you feel peer pressure the most so i think absolutely. that is uh, that's amazing i want to ask ankit as well because you know uh, you mentioned branded shoes and ankit like um, you have a slightly different way of looking at this right because you actually bought branded things and you know kind of um, did that as well um so yeah, so uh, so actually you know uh, what hema mentioned about you know being uh, sort of being disciplined that and not giving in to the uh, peer pressure uh, that is actually very important because uh, that can also be a slippery slope and uh, there can be small things initially and uh, you know small expenses you may think he it may not matter but uh, and actually you know i have come across um, on linkedin quite often i've seen key people posting ki okay that 5 dollar per day of uh, starbucks is not going to make you if you if you save that it's not that it's going to make you rich uh, i feel that of course it's not that one action that will make you rich it's about the mindset the mindset of frugality and i just want to be clear frugality being frugal is going is very different for being a miser very different frugality is uh, being mindful about what expenses you are making and what which expenses you're not making as me as hema said ki the things that she wants to buy and just figuring out ki whether you really need it or is is going to be an just an impulsive purchase right yeah. uh, like just a quick um, story um, or incident from my uh, own time in new york is like ki uh, just right outside my uh, home there was a subway station and uh, that took, used to take me that could take me to uh, my office again just almost outside uh, my office and it would cost me 3 dollars for a subway ride i never took it and i was saving more than you know 3 uh, more, more than 100 dollars a month and so that was something that i was not comfortable with why should i be wasting 100 dollars every month when uh, it's such a lovely walk uh but when our trip uh, you know to cancun uh, mexico came up with my friends i was happy to spend you know like over 1000 dollars over a long weekend because over there i created memories and it was a conscious decision okay i have wasted uh, not wasted actually spent my money 
consciously and which you know, actually brought me happiness instead of just uh, you know small amount of money just uh, getting in a way wasted on small little things and uh, the, th- the thing is ki, okay saving is very important you know small things add up and that mindset but saving alone won't get you there the next step is uh, going to be you know investing well as uh, you know as i covered on my latest uh, last last post as well so investing well is also very important and uh, actually uh, ishan uh, would you like to share your experience uh, with investing um ishan just one second before you uh, you know start so we are actually at 30 minutes now almost 25 minutes into the conversation so if there's anyone in the audience who wants to join you know feel free to raise your hand and we will uh, you know bring you up so yes ishan please go ahead Thanks Ankit. Um yeah so um it's actually uh, my story is a lot more different to Emma's and I actually didn't start investing until I was 25 so I left it uh, a lot later. Um a lot of that was because of the circumstances I don't uh, in the what is sports industry there's not so much disposable income and I didn't start uh, earning better until later um but then once i got to that point the next question was uh okay what do i how do i invest because uh this is all greek to me and i didn't understand anything so i started out you know watching videos online and making my own um making my own assumptions and yeah, and while it was still it was exciting because it's new and you're learning things and you're putting your money in but then i i i sort of uh made some bad financial decisions which were based on half understood concepts from videos that i've watched online and i ended up uh my portfolio was always in the red and i actually um i actually remember one of the chats i had with ankit towards um about 2 years ago this is when I got introduced to Welcome and to Ankit and to Meeda and I think around the third or fourth chat I was discussing my um my financial portfolio and stuff with them and then I remember <laughs> showing Ankit how I'm doing and he just goes <laughs> shaking his head so yeah I made some very very bad decisions but I I think certain certain things you're good at or you're not and uh, I realized that I'm not good in the world of finance my skills lie elsewhere and but but you can't ignore it because it's it, right like everyone's been saying it's so important to invest uh for your future and be able to get that financial freedom so that's where that's where i feel like it's it's just been so great to have wealth up and to be able to have a knowledge base like ankit to help me with this whole journey because it's otherwise it was uh, it, it, i was uh, driving without a direction so in that way i'm really really grateful and that was sort of how i uh, changed from making bad financial decisions to slowly getting slowly making better and more knowledgeable decisions sure so um ishan it's interesting that you bring up about you know um different investing and you know where your strengths lie because i think uh, that's one of the things that i see very commonly uh, in people right because actually there is no yardstick right like you don't really know how your um how your investments are performing so objectively speaking you don't know uh, unless you kind of talk to someone who can help you figure it out so uh, ankit uh, talking about uh, investment options so if you can walk us through what are some of the various 
things that people can do to start generating passive income? Uh, sure. Um, I mean, a lot of information is available online. But a few of the ways that uh, you can generate passive income is uh, first, of course, being, you know, investing uh, in the market. So you can get uh, dividend income as well as capital gain. Uh, next is, uh, of course, everyone has this, is uh, money in the bank. Uh, so you get interest income but you need to be careful not to leave too much money in the bank because uh, essentially you are losing money there by generating very small return um, another one is of course uh, you know in, uh, investment uh, in property so you generate uh, rent rental income as well as some price appreciation for this also you need certain expertise so that you're able to take uh, you know strong decision uh, about where to buy a property and actually uh, divya uh, she is one of the listeners today and she participated earlier in our uh, uh, pre i think last uh, uh, conversation um, and she is pretty good with uh, real estate uh, in india uh, sorry in bangalore so uh, guys uh, feel free to uh, reach out to divya i'm uh, sure she will be um, happy to help um next one is uh, look if you have started a business so okay just have... one second before you move on right so see uh, investing in real estate is not very easy for everyone right i guess the ticket size is really large in that sense so That's right. um is there a way where people can uh, maybe invest in real estate but not you know uh, or how can they do that if they want to so investing in real estate of course if you're buying a property directly it is going to cost you a lot of money uh, and of course, the money gets blocked there. Um, other options out there are uh, one is you can invest via fractional investing, which means key. Uh, so the ownership of the of the property lies with a company, and you essentially own uh, you, you you essentially have a small ownership of that company. Okay. Okay. And based on the platform that you're choosing, uh, the uh, size that you are required to put up there uh, can be different. Uh, but you can check uh, and over there you uh, make the investment and you can uh, start generating regular income uh, this is one option another one is uh, REITs real estate investment trusts uh, the investment size is much smaller there uh, but uh, the risk in terms of uh, the capital that you have invested that is somewhat higher because it is uh, traded in the market so there is uh, volatility in uh, the prices okay okay i hope that answered uh, the question me yeah yeah sure because i mean for a lot of people who are professionals uh, you know even uh, you know investing in a property is like uh, almost like a financial goal like they have you know it's like a dream for a lot of people to buy a house um, yeah so buying a house for yourself is uh, not an investment uh, your primary residence is not counted as an investment because it's not generating any uh, income and generally speaking buying a house uh, is not a financial decision it is more of an emotional decision um, unless and until you are like uh, divya who uh, knows ki, okay this you know i should be buying a property here and it will appreciate uh, in some time okay so uh, sorry you were uh, talking about income stream so the next one is yes Next one is, suppose you have owned a business, you have set up a business, and then you have retired from it. So that business can, you know, keep generating income for you. From for you, um, another one is royalty income. So if you have created a course, some music, art, written a book, anything of that uh, sort, wherein you have done the work and uh, it can keep generating income uh, for you. Uh, another one, which is sort of a relatively new one uh, for individuals, is uh, sort of affiliate marketing. Uh, wherein you can earn referral, uh, referral income. Uh, you know when someone buys a product or service that you have referred for. Uh, few companies actually offer a referral program where uh, wherein you can earn uh, this income uh, over the lifetime. Uh, and actually, we have also we are also launching uh, a referral program wherein uh, you can generate lifetime income uh, from the people you refer uh, whenever they transact by us. Um, so we have actually um, it's yet to launch. We have uh, start open the uh, waitlist. 
Um, so anyone who's interested can, you know, um, join that. So, but, and of course, that is, we, we are just one of the options. Whatever your expertise is, whatever the kind of network you have, uh, you are in, you can, um, you know, see if you can refer people and get uh, paid uh, for that. Okay, cool. So, um, uh, just wanted to give a shout out again to anyone who wants to join the conversation or ask any questions. Um, we are at, uh, yeah, about half an hour into the conversation. All right. So uh, moving on, uh, Ankit, want to talk about some mistakes that you see people make uh, when it comes to building their income. So one you've kind of pointed out already is not calculating correctly how much money they would need, right? Um, what are some other mistakes you see people make? Um, see, one thing that uh, I see very often is people get impatient and they jump directly into investing. Having an emergency fund, having an insurance are critically important. And a lot of people consider ki, uh, you know, um, insurance is a wastage of money. But you can consider it as a cost to protect your dreams. If you don't have uh, you know, these emergency fund and insurance in place, uh, suppose a situation, a bad situation happens and uh, there is a strong, you know, big amount of money that is needed and your dreams are out of the window. And this is something that's not kind of unheard of. We, all of us have uh, firsthand, uh, you know, experienced things firsthand in the, in, the, in the family or heard of people, uh, how things were when COVID hit. I mean, we were hearing news wherein people were literally selling their lands at whatever prices, you know, their properties at whatever prices they could get uh, to pay for the hospital bills, which were in lakhs. So having that is extremely important. And uh, just to make it easier, we have, you know, developed a, a framework called SailCoin uh, to give it a, give a structure to your financial planning. Uh, you can actually read about read more about it on our website or you know we keep posting it on uh, about it on uh, LinkedIn as well. Um, so uh, that is uh, and you know as a uh, first step what you can also do is we have developed a free tool uh, that's called Wealthometer and uh, using this you know uh, you can choose uh, you can just uh, check how your uh, financial health uh, is so it gives you a score and you just gives uh, you know a reality check about where you stand what are the gaps so yeah. people can feel free to you know yeah. uh, you know uh, check it out mm -hmm. before i go to the second one uh, we have reshma i think she wants to ask something hi reshma hi. thanks hi, for joining Rita. us nice to see you guys again uh, hi reshma hi uh, as a follow-up to your previous uh, you know the, the what you spoke about i completely agree about medical insurance uh, i think that's something that everybody must have it's not even an option thing and i think regardless of whether you're working or not you should have your own personal uh, policy just to kind of lock in the rates early on in life so uh, but what is your opinion on insurance, uh, medic, uh, life insurance funds? So, uh, Reshma, for life insurance, it's like he, this passive income that you were planning for. Who was it for? Is it for yourself? Yes, sir. As somebody who is, you know, perhaps single, somebody without liabilities, somebody ha, without... Exactly. So, if you're planning that passive income for yourself, and you have you don't have any dependents today or you don't even foresee key <clears throat> in the near term you are thinking of having someone who will be uh, financially dependent on you there is yeah. no point in getting a term life i mean yeah, just think about you it can get better returns on other investment avenues is what my opinion was but i just want to get a professional uh, opinion absolutely absolutely so if you don't have any financial dependence there is it doesn't make sense or today or in the new future you can't uh, foresee that it doesn't make sense to take a life insurance by the way if you're taking a life insurance which i'll come to shortly by only get term insurance okay term life insurance any other form of insurance is generally pretty bad okay uh, we won't be able to you don't put it into that you know it's more like a like a piggy bank of sorts you know for when the 
you know, death happens and your, your loved ones can get that income. But probably if you invested in maybe a safer mutual fund or a safer regular investment channel, they'll probably end up with more money than just that insurance policy, right? More so in life insurance policy is not for making money, Reshma. Life insurance, term life insurance is only to cover the risk. And just uh, you know, covering, coming to that, uh, please please allow me to complete uh, like why or when you should be buying uh, uh, term life. Uh, say you either you have dependents today or you uh, foresee that, okay, in a few years, uh, I will you know, maybe get married or will have kids and there will be people or parents uh, who will be financially dependent on me. Now, if something was to happen to you, this cover, this, uh, you know, the policy, life insurance policy that you have bought, whatever the cover is, your nominees will get it. Now consider a situation, a bad one, but consider the situation. Suppose you are making, say, um, 30 lakhs uh, per year, roughly 2 lakhs is what you get uh, in hand. And uh, say 1 lakh is all your expenses, 1 lakh is what you're saving uh, and investing very well. Mm -hmm. And uh, you think, you know, the returns are also stellar and uh, with, uh, you're very young, very young, um, say 22, 25, something like that. <clears throat> no, uh, no dependents as of now, but uh, parents are there and uh, they may become financially dependent on you in, in some time. And uh, so you work for a few years and unfortunately you met with a demise. Your uh, investment portfolio, say you worked for say three years, four years. Um, so just considering it, uh, you know, keep, okay, so you were saving roughly one lakh initially, you started saving more and uh, you have uh, accumulated say approximately uh, 50 odd lakhs in three years time. And uh, they are, uh, you know, giving, they gave some decent return as well. So something like in three years time, they become say 60, 70 lakhs. Mm -hmm. uh, and something happened to you. Uh, and uh, this is the entire money that is left with your uh, people, your uh, dependents for their lifetime. Now, the way inflation is going, the way all the costs are going up, medical costs including, medical costs is actually uh, rising more sharply. This money, 60, 70 lakhs is not going to much. Okay. Uh, compared to another situation wherein you are, uh, say you are 25-ish and uh, you take a 5 crore cover, term cover. Hmm. At, 20, at the age of 25, it should cost you, I'm just, uh, you know, a number of other factors come into picture as well. It, but it should cost you something like 60, 70,000 per year. Okay. And even if something happens to you the next day, after you have bought this, after this policy is issued. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, in that situation, you would have probably saved just one or two lakhs, right? Yeah. But your nominees, they get that entire five CR, which can very well take care of them for their life or, you know, till the time they can become financially independent in the case of, you know, child. Sure. I hope that answers the question, but if you have any... Um, so, uh, okay, so you talked about somebody who's early on in life who might, you know, get married or uh, have children or whatever. Uh, as a, in general, regardless of circumstances, regardless of age, is it a wise decision? Number one and number two, what is the right amount? What would be so, uh, Reshma, uh, Reshma um, as far as again, uh, as Medha pointed out very early on, personal finances are very personal. So, uh, uh, one rule can't apply for everyone. I just gave you two extreme situations as of now. Mm -hmm. Okay, and there is a plethora of options in the middle, really, right? Key, whether you should get it, how much you should get it for, uh, the coverage that you're, you know, for what period are you looking at? Should you be getting it covered for till the time you are 100, till the time you are 40, 60, what should it be? Right? Okay. How, how should how should the payment be? Should it be in lump sum or should it con get converted into more of an annuity format wherein your nominees can get, keep getting uh, monthly payments? I get all that. I'm just wondering if there are any general rules of thumb with regard to this. 
no reshma i can't uh, particularly i can't share a general rule on a platform where where so so many people are uh, listening to uh, because uh, people may you know consider ki okay this may this is probably the right thing uh, but i'll be happy to talk to you one on one uh, to discuss this all right thank you okay thanks uh, reshma i'll be moving you to uh, listening okay Um, all right. So, Mita, uh, on the uh, mistakes uh, about passive income when people are working towards that. So, first, as I mentioned, jumping directly into investments, and uh, second one is something that I am increasingly getting, uh, you know, uh, exposed to, is people. A lot of people are, uh, you know, have this illusion that they are managing their investments very well, based on. your risk profile if you are not generating sort of you know long term returns uh, you know the numbers that you should be generating something like i'm just giving some uh, thumb rule here uh, very broad directions so if you are a conservative investor you should be generating at least 8 9% per year if you are a moderate investor at least 10 to 11% per year at least ideally it should be above 11% If you are an aggressive investor, you should be making something between twelve to fourteen percent. If you are making above that, it's great. But if you are not able to generate these returns, you need help. Yeah, I think it was very interesting. Uh, Hema and I are both part of the WhatsApp community that we have, and uh, we were just asking people, uh, you know, why they invest in PPF because we specifically talked about how PPF is not a great investment option, and I was just kind of really shocked by the result of you know we did a poll um, that. Uh, a lot of people were just investing in ppf because they were scared that they would spend that money and they did not <laughs> care about the returns because we yeah. kept and you know we kept talking about how the returns are not great the returns are not great and they just didn't care about that so um it was really surprising that people uh, really uh, don't think about the return part especially when you said that Absolutely. you know that also factors into the later part of your retirement like how much you can withdraw actually depends on what returns you're able to generate exactly so if you and it makes huge difference right instead of say uh, 10% if you're able to make only 8% Instead of four percent, you can only withdraw two percent. So essentially, the corpus that you need to build that becomes double the amount, right? Twelve hundred divided by this number. If instead of four, it's just two. So instead of three hundred, it'll be six hundred. That's a big difference. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. So you need to be, yeah, you need to be aware, uh, you know, about this and the and the and the, uh, you can say I don't know if it is the beauty or what, but uh, people don't even realize this. because it's an opportunity cost it's not that they are paying this loss out of their own pocket yeah yeah they have invested somewhere and instead of 10% 12% 15% return they are generating 7 8% 9% return they don't understand because there is an opportunity cost they could have been making making much more yeah so that's the funny thing right like people want to invest and they are not optimizing their portfolios they are not thinking about the return but they're like okay this is for my retirement so that is uh, it doesn't make sense um but uh, yeah so uh, hema just wanted to ask you right like so what are some mistakes that you maybe have made yourself or that you see others making uh yeah so one of the biggest things is fomo right um and i think we were discussing about this offline yeah. and uh, people have this fear of, they they see some tweet or they saw someone story about how someone became rich overnight because a stock just went up or or um say some some uh crypto gave them like crazy returns and yeah. everyone wants to jump into that bandwagon at that point yeah. and um, because they also want to get that repeat that same success and people yeah. take advice people buy the same stock when it has 
gone on social media yeah. and uh, i do believe that if something someone asks me to buy something or invest in something on social media then and ask then saying and claiming that you will get rich they are not doing it at the goodness of their with the goodness of their heart they just know that it's just done there and and if you invest it already very high you will lose money yeah right so uh, they just trying to dump the stock on you Mm-hmm. um and um, it's very very this whole twitter i i seen i follow a lot of people on twitter um who do these things and i see comments and and people saying i lost this much money i don't have money uh so these things are very very hard for people to um you know be away from yeah. the same thing happens with um nutrition right when you 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 will see another um, a person claiming i lost 10 kg in yeah, absolutely. Uh, two weeks yeah yeah i, I lost 10 kg in two weeks we doing this i am just doing this and then they'll feel that whole day of uh, eating but that's nowhere close to the truth you don't know the person you don't know what that person is doing just because their instagram reel or social media reel looks like um just a, it, it's just that it's a reel of their life that they're willing to show you don't know the truth So yeah. you cannot follow just that and be like hey i will also lose 10 kg in a week yeah. or, or you see some uh, trainer doing some crazy exercise and say that my abs come from that yeah. right following that two weeks abs uh, like on, one yeah. week abs yes on the first day if you do that much exercise if you have an exercise in week you will end up with a lot of pain a lot of soreness and you will curse yourself for doing that yeah. so if you don't take your nutrition and finance advice from social media very very simple that's one yeah. of the biggest mistake that i see people making yeah. uh because you don't know uh what's the truth or or that's why experts exist yeah i'm not trying to pitch in a pitch my business or your but um <laughs> yeah, no, experts exist for a reason yeah. they help you filter out the myths Yeah. from the no and i think hema like yeah. a lot of this has uh, happened with covid like because we were at home we were stuck so we turned to the internet for answers and then you know like that's yeah. basically when a lot of the rise of the influencers happened uh, and i think some of them are doing great work but i think no matter who it is you know even if it's you or me uh, you know and we do this for a living it's always good to cross check to do your own research so absolutely Absolutely. I think that I want to add here on the, you know to what uh, Hema was saying ki the information that is available uh, you know on YouTube and all uh, you know from influencers uh, those are quite generic right and it's beat finance beat your own body or health it's very personal every individual is different yeah every uh, the needs the body uh, the financial goals the you know the physical goals are different so they have to be customized to that person Yeah. You can't just uh, directly pick it from online that someone else is doing it, and I'll, uh, you know, start doing the same. So, um, Ankit, what do you think um, is sort of the, let's say that the game plan, right? Like now we've kind of come towards the end of the call. So, for all the people who are still listening, um, they want to generate passive income. What is the game plan? How do they go about doing it? See, first of all, first very first step. figure it out ki if it is a dream or a goal yeah. whatever the number is whatever you are thinking of doing okay i want to become financially independent by this age is it just a dream or a goal because if it is a goal then you will be working towards it yeah okay and if you want to work towards it that is when you need a game plan yeah and uh, as far as you know as i told about uh, mentioned earlier i mean we have developed this tool you can take first of all in any in, in any journey you need to understand where you start where you are 
before you can start the journey. Yeah. And you know, we have tried to develop this uh, tool. It's a free tool. You can uh, people can go and just answer a few questions so that they can identify where the gaps are. Yeah. And after that, uh, when you're you know building, uh, just doing your financial planning, do it in a structured manner. And if needed, take help from whoever you rely on. But uh, just make sure that that person actually knows uh, what they are talking. Uh, it should be someone key just because you know one thing is key if you're taking advice from say your parents or you know one of your relatives who are uh, one generation above yours uh, the thought process can be very different the they have they'll have the best interest hopefully and most likely they'll have the best interest in mind uh, in their heart but uh, uh, world has evolved so they should also be in a position wherein uh, you know they should be able to guide you in a way that works for you yeah. So just have that structured approach. Some amount of discipline is absolutely needed. No, actually, a lot of discipline. Hema, as Hema mentioned, no, discipline over motivation. Yeah. Right? That is important. Right. So it's not that easy, you know, like all of these people claiming to, you know, make multiple sources of income. I think it does require a lot of hard work, discipline and saying no to a lot of things. Um, because absolutely. otherwise it's not going to happen. Um, all right, so uh, we're kind of coming to the end of the conversation. I would really love if, you know, um, Hema and Ishan, you could kind of summarize what this past hour has been for you, what, you know, um, has been your key learning or takeaway, because I'm sure everyone will, you know, benefit from that. So Hema, do you want to start? Uh, yeah, of course. Uh, so one of the things that I uh, liked what Ankit talked about is the multiple sources of income. Uh, yes, that's something I've been personally uh, working on and... Uh, it helped a lot uh, because uh, as salaried people, we just forget um, how to do that. We're so engrossed when you are salaried, when you have a job. Uh, so try to see how you can do it actually help. Um, maybe, you know, um, find that free time for you and, and do something while, you know, uh, doing your job. Try either investment or something that costs, gives you that, side, you know, uh, extra income. Yeah. That'll help you whatever goal you have know much much earlier and who doesn't want to retire at 30 or 40 right yeah, yeah. Uh, all of us want to uh gone is the gone is the time when we retire at 50 yeah. uh because uh, uh, our parents did that so uh, let's all try to try to retire at 30 but at that at the same point uh don't be pressurized because that's what i see so much on fire india reddit people feel so bad on, on comments because uh there are people saying, hey, I have this many crores, these many crores as corpus, as corpus. Uh, I'm very scared, can I fire? And the other person is like, a 20 to 23 year old is speaking out saying, when will I get to that money? They don't see the um, compounding game at all. So patience is very, very important. So just yeah. magic of compounding for nutrition, for fitness, uh, for investment, everything is the same. Just work, be consistent, put in the effort. And you'll see it compound over years. Yeah. No, thanks. Thanks for that, Hema. Um, what about you, Ishan? Any uh, closing thoughts? Um, absolutely. Thanks, Meza. Uh, so, yeah, lots of, uh, lots of things to think about and very interesting points. So just some of the things that stuck with me is, like, Ankit was talking about frugality before. And um, just, um, just a minute ago when we were speaking about... Um, you know what is it what is that number that you're working towards that will um and whether it's a goal or a dream so i think that's really important because it's firstly very important to just sort of analyze or, or sort of figure out what kind of life you want to live and what is that number where you can 
um, stop and say that, okay, I'm happy with this and then work back from there. So that that's different for different people. I personally don't want to own a Mercedes, but I do want to have uh, a few kites and a little bit of place on a by the beach where I can go kite surfing and yeah. that's those are my goals so yeah. from there it's easier to work back uh, and then it's easier to be frugal because I feel like then it then you know that okay I would like the new uh, I would like this new fancy car but that's not really what I'm going for yeah and um, and and to me personal finance passive income active income like all of this is just uh, it's just the tools to live a good life and um, as everyone said listen to the experts uh, compounding is good uh, but I think in the end it's about living a good life and passive income is I think one of the easiest ways to be able to make your time your own and um, it's, it's good to have all these things in mind in your mind so you can sort of work towards it thanks thanks for that ishan and uh, for sharing your dream with us uh, invite us to your beach beachfront apartment house bungalow whatever <laughs> you're you're envisioning Absolutely. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Um, Ankit, closing thoughts from you. As I mentioned earlier, first of all, you know, um, figuring out, you know, okay, what is it that you uh, want, and if it is a dream or a goal, and uh, just doing some calculations, working backward, as Ishan uh, said, and um, essentially, yeah, I mean, this is achievable. It is not. Don't think that this is uh, way beyond your reach. You just need to plan it properly and work towards it in a disciplined way. There will be people who will be able to uh, be very disciplined, save a good portion of their uh, income and uh, you know be very aggressive about generating this uh, passive income. They will be able to you know achieve this financial independence sooner than people who are, who want to do that, but they uh, don't want to be so frugal. Okay, but to each his own. Uh, so it's your own journey. Don't feel again. Don't feel the pressure that just because someone else is doing it, I have to do it the same way. Because it's also important to enjoy the journey. Be happy because otherwise, if you're not, if you if you're pushing yourself too much, you it won't be sustainable. Right. So find find that balance which works for you, and it's going to be very unique. It's just yours. So it's going to be very unique. Uh, find that uh, balance, and then you know go from there. Just follow. Have a plan, and then just follow it diligently. Perfect. And we're right on time. Thanks so much, uh, Hema, Ishan, for your time. Thanks, Ankit, for, you know, uh, sharing your knowledge with us. Uh, thank you all the listeners for being with us uh, this past hour. We really enjoyed this conversation. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Hema. Thanks, uh, Thank you, Ishan. everyone, for being. Thanks, guys.